Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello and welcome back to the It's Karmic podcast with me, your host, Vika Bradford, as per usual. Today, I have the honor of inviting a brilliant astrologer on to connect with you guys and bring in a topic that has not been discussed here, that is not talked about enough, in my humble opinion. And before we get into the magic and the goodness of that whole subject, Ali Noel, welcome to the It's Karmic podcast. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to be here. I love your show. I love you. I'm honored. Ditto, ditto. And I was on your show. Are we running on just a bit over a year or are we at like, we're over a year for sure ago that I was on with you and we talked about Saturn and I was in, you know, I'm still in a very Saturn moment. He likes to kick my ass, but that's okay. And life was very different when we had that connection, you know, over a year ago on your beautiful podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, weren't you were in the midst of traveling in a van with your husband that was just <laughs> launching for you back then. Yep. My show was just launching and my business was only a year old back then. So over the wow. course of this year, I've learned so freaking much. And I'm sure you can say the same. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's endless and forever. <laughs> and just to think about like us being in those peak moments a year ago, connecting and how much has changed is it's wild. And you can even just like, I'm sure you could look into both of our charts and see the, the transits of why things happen the way they happen and all the lessons. And it's so cool to, you know, be able to sit here a year or more later and be like, hi, how are you? (laughs) Yes. And I don't know about you, but being an astrologer, I always, we know what transits are generally about and supposed to be, um, what energetic expressions are supposed to be awakening at any given times for ourselves. So I'll get it in my head like, ah, this is what this time period will be like. (laughs) And then said time period comes to pass and I reflect on it and I'm like, oh, holy cow, so much happened that, so much happened, yes, within the the context of the energy to be expected, but never what I could have fully anticipated or hoped for. A hundred percent. I think that all the time. I'm like, how are you still surprising me? Like it's still (laughs) every day. I'm like, you're still surprising me. Um, the running joke with me and my clients is like, quote unquote, you can't make this shit up because like, like, how are you still shocking me? Even though, you know, I'm looking at my trance being like, okay, these are my cosmic themes. I know I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, the last few years I've known it's going to be relationship stuff. I've known, and it was, but like, I never could have seen or foretold the way it was going to go. And I love that you say that because anyone listening is probably like, you know, if they're just dipping their toes into a transit, they're like, okay, I've got an idea of how things are going to be. But really, we never really know other than, you know, an idea of the themes that could occur. Absolutely. Absolutely. With the Scorpio and Taurus eclipses specifically that we just moved out of or we're moving out of, I should say. Yeah that was occurring in my fifth and 11th house and my fifth house i was like okay this is probably going to be about like my passions my hobbies all of these things and yes again that was there 
But the fifth house also has to do with children and something I never saw coming. Just as an example, I had a niece that was born in the midst of those eclipses happening and I've never been closer to a child. I've never had the intimate experience of having a transformative relationship with a baby like that. And that is so fifth house eclipses. And I never would have known that I was going to build, be, be given the opportunity to build that relationship. I mean, what a blessing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like, that's a great example of the things we like kind of miss when we look into the houses and we're like, they kind of <laughs> encompass this, but then there's like yeah. little things like even the third house, you know, people having third house transits tend to forget that it can be sibling stuff. And then they go through this transit and they're like, oh my God, all this shit came up with my sister. And I'm like, oh not shocked, but we don't really, yeah, we can't, we, with the macro vision, we can't see how it's going to play out. So I love that you stated that because yeah, everyone listening right now is probably like, oh yeah, we don't actually know anything. <laughs> right. I say that all the time. Like we don't know anything. We just have like a language to explain cosmic themes to surrender to a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So because my people listening don't, they may not know you. Some of them might, uh, based on like us sharing together the podcast, they might've found you at this point, but for those of you who don't, I want you to rewind time a little bit and tell us who are you? What do you do? And how the hell did you get here? (laughs) (laughs) How the hell did I get here? That is the question I ask God like every day. Like how the hell did I get on this planet? Why am I here? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But in all seriousness, I am Allie. I'm an astrologer. I've been studying astrology really wholeheartedly since 2015, dipping my toe into the esoteric ever since then. And really, it's been like a full body dive (laughs) in the years that have passed. I'm really in it now. But I launched my business in, I believe that was 2020 or 2021. I LLC'd Astrology Reports. And I did that because people were coming to me, people locally, friends. I didn't know how much I was talking about astrology. I didn't realize how much it meant to me. And I would go to yoga classes or hang out with friends and there would be full moons and I would be like, oh, guys, full moon tonight. We got to be on the lookout for whatever. You know what I mean? And people saw that and they wanted to know more. So people coming to me for readings actually inspired me to dive deeper into this because I was like, shit, people think I know. I need to know now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, is swearing okay? Oh, my God. Swear it. Swear it. Okay. Up. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank goodness. I saw a meme recently that said, I feel like I'm in an unsafe environment when I'm around people who don't swear. And I actually resonate with that. I resonate so deeply. I'm like, like, just drop every F-bomb. Like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Awesome. Anyway, it's grown from there. And I, I just love astrology. I love what it has done in my life and the realizations it's given me. And it's so beautiful to see how people can step into their potentials when they know more about astrology. So ever since then, I've established things like moon journals. I've got my podcast going now where I have astrologers on and we talk about it's called mystic and holistic. So it's everything within those under those umbrellas. And now, yes, today we're talking about astrocartography. I just made astrocartography readings available on my website. So (laughs) sky's the limit, really, right? I love it so much. And like, what was your doorway into um, even diving into astrology? Did it happen when you were young? Did it happen? Like, was it just something that was, I mean, it usually is just something presented to us, but like, what was that doorway into like, this is something 
I have to like, what was your, your peak moment for me? It was the North node. Someone gave me a book on the astrology for the soul by Jan Miller. And I was like, Oh shit. Like it had always been there, but that was the book that like cracked me to the point where I was like, uh Oh, so like, what was your moment of like, like, or thing or energetic placement that you were like, I'm going down this rabbit hole. (laughs) Oh, that's a great question because off the top of my head, the first answer would be 2015. I had a roommate who absolutely adored her and I was looking for ways for us to connect. So one day she was doing her makeup in the bathroom and I went in and I was just like, Hey, what's up? And she had CoStar on her phone, which is an astrology app. If you aren't familiar, I still really like that one. Just it's just playful. It's just fun, you know, as like a, an entry point to astrology. But from that app, she put up my chart and we got into it from there and that helped grow our relationship. But then she that day revealed to me things like um, what a moon sign is and what a rising sign is. And she unveiled to me the fact that you aren't just one thing. You aren't just what's your sign. You're not just a Gemini. You're also an entire cosmic galaxy of energy and becoming and everything. So that was really the launching point because from there I was like, I was raised really religious. And up until that point, any like inklings of attachment to astrology, like I always knew I was a Gemini. I love uh, friends of mine would see shooting stars with me when we were in high school, but like because of my upbringing, I was like, no, bad, can't like that, no. 2015 happened and I was like, this is accurate. This is eerie. This is reflecting to me things that nobody who even knew me on an intimate level was able to show me before. So it really blossomed from there, I would say. Mm, I love that because I feel like everyone listening can resonate with that moment where you're like, wait, I'm more than just this Virgo sun, Gemini sun. And all of a sudden you figure out, um, like little pieces of yourself, like you said, that no one's ever been able to explain. Cause that's how it felt when I found astrology for the soul and my South note being in Leo, which led me to understand this whole stellium of madness in Leo, where I was like, like, like reading that book, I was like, who the hell has been following me writing books about me, right? Like this it was so intimate and it was so private and it was so, and then, you know, that's my work of like the pain points. And I was like, this is so private that I'm almost like offended. Someone knows all of this about (laughs) me, but that little glimpse into like you said, we are a whole galaxy of information. And it's like, it is this multi-million point system of just magic. And we're not just a Virgo sun. I feel like that's why everyone you know, out on the outskirts of not believing in this esoteric magic is like astrology's bullshit is because, you know, some people will not feel like their sun sign because it's one point might not be doing much, maybe all alone, barely aspected. I don't know. And like, they're just like, I just don't feel like a Taurus sun, but then you pull up their chart and you're like, that's because you have 65 placements in Aries. And like, you know what I mean? So I love that you say that for, you know, anyone that might just be dipping their toes in to the idea that they are more than what what they've been told just through pop astrology. Yeah, it can be a big relief too, because for somebody, I don't know, I'm a Gemini sun. So <laughs> I feel like Gemini suns and like Scorpios can get a really bad rep. You know what they I mean? They totally do. They do. They're like the two that I always see being villainized in memes and in, again, pop culture yeah. astrology. So for someone like me, where your whole life you're like, oh, it's a Gemini, you're two faced, you know, yeah. to hear yeah. that, hey, guess what? 
I've got a million other things going on, bitches. I'm much cooler than that. Like, it's kind of a relief to know that, like, I don't have to be boxed in, which is something I hear people say about astrology a lot. They don't want to study it or experience it because they're afraid of being put in a box. And what yes. I've witnessed is that it does the opposite of that. Agreed completely. It literally liberates you. And just the idea that like you being a Gemini sun does not mean one thing, right? It's, it's got octaves. It's got, you know, a flavor profile of low ass Gemini energy to really being in your highest Gemini self, which is you running your podcast and you're speaking. And like, even as you're speaking now, I'm like, there is just such a, um, Uh, a magic in your voice that is clearly part of your um, energy signature that needs to come through is your ability to speak. I can feel it. Like we're listening to, I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." Um, I felt that the first time we chatted too, where I was like, just such a natural speaker. Right. But if you just look at pop astrology, they're like, Oh, Gemini's are so two-faced. They're so manipulative. They're so um, annoying and loud and boisterous and they never shut up. I'm like, but that's so not true. It can be true, but it's not the truth. Yes. I, I love that you and your work are always talking about the octaves because there is duality to every sign. Every sign can have that, quote, good or bad aspect to it, however you're perceiving it. A hundred percent. Yeah, I love that you say that. So, oh my goodness. With all of this, mm-hmm. how have you landed? Because everyone finds astrophotography in their own weird way. <laughs> I don't know how I found it years ago on astro.com. Like weirdly, I have no idea how this popped up. I feel like I Googled something for astro.com and it was like astro maps. And I was like, what's an astro map? It was something like that for me. So for you, how did you, what was your moment of finding that like, there's actually this like map blueprint on the earth that is related to your astrology? It is such a niche, niche. I, I never know how to know say that, that word. I don't know that. <laughs> it's such a niche, niche thing in astrology, but the impact of it is be is massive it's grand Mm. i found astrocartography because the wonderful world of social media i have some astrologers like yourself that i'm really inspired by that i like to follow and i think that's very important for all teachers like if you're in a field you should be constantly learning like you're never done learning so some beautiful astrologer friends one of them actually created an astro cartography course and i had taken i'll name drop because i love her her name's maxine luthia and she has a podcast called astrology and you with a fellow astrologer alice bell i've taken several of their courses before and was like these girls these girls know what they're talking about so when she launched that course it was a no-brainer she had a discount and i jumped in and i think that course it's like a it's a self-paced thing so i think there were like nine divisions of the course like different breakdowns you could work through with videos and workbooks and all these things and i think i finished it in a week wow just hungry yeah hungry yes i was so hungry and it was delicious to Mm. discover all of the astro gemini so gemini of you i love it (laughs) yes Wow. Okay. I love that you like just followed that nudge. And that's always how it is with whatever we um, get called to. I feel like it is a nudge, then something presents itself and we're like, I'm just in. And then you just devour it. So 
Okay, let's dive into this conversation. So for those listening, because, you know, I'm going to say 99.9% of the people listening are going to be like, well, what the fuck is astrocartography? What are you guys <laughs> talking about? Can you give us a brief overview of what it actually is? Yes. Astrocartography is essentially taking your birth map and it's it's like imprinting that on a map of the world in a way to show like to show where planetary energy is most prominent for you in this world. It's almost like if you can imagine lines of latitude and longitude on a map or on a globe, the planets in space pretty much create like invisible intersecting lines with Earth as well, like in relationship to the sun. So where those lines will invisibly intersect on the planet, those are places of potential for us where we can visit and activate and work with the energy of the planets in the cosmos in our birth chart and then by doing so we can unlock different aspects of who we are and strengthen those things within ourselves too that's so juicy and I feel like everyone (laughs) listening is going to be like what because it's just a moment where you're like And it's just a reminder that astrology is a language and this like system of madness that um, (laughs) you cannot conquer it all guys, you have to like find your pathways. So when you're saying this, I'm just thinking about my own astro cartography, one thing I know about where I am right now, um, which is technically home in the sense of where I'm from, but it's not home in my heart. Um, and I'm on my North node moon line here. And it's super interesting because when I tap into that, I'm like, it should be like a positive thing, right. To be on your North node line, but it has my moon intertangled in there. And there's just such this energy of, um, whenever I come home, and I'm called home now and then, like I was for the last year. But whenever I, I come home, I find things. I find connections. And I find, um, now my North Node's in Aquarius. I'll throw that out there for anyone listening. So I find these connections and these, um, what I'll call portals, even into like my next level. But then it's always the sense of like, I don't actually belong here, which again, Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting to when I look at that and I'm like, you know, from an outer lens, if you don't understand, and I don't fully understand astrophotography, so I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I look at it and I'm like, I should be comfortable here. It should be like a place I want to be. But whenever I'm here, I'm like, I do not want to be here. So are there points like that are um, activating, but you might not want to be there? Like maybe you just go visit, dip a toe in, and then you're like, but I'm not staying here versus the places like I'm thinking about when I first moved to Kelowna um, in British Columbia, I was like a full body I said to my husband, I looked at him and I was like, I'm going to die here. Like, this is the rest of my life. Like I am going to spend my eternity here, you know, doing other things, but like, this is where, where I'm going to end my life. Not in a negative way, you know, like, yeah, not in a, not in a, I'm going to die tomorrow thing. It was like a, I'm going to be an old lady, you know, dying on this land. Like this is it for me. Um, So when I'm thinking about that, are the, there are these places that we can, you know, activate and then be like, but I got to go versus the ones <laughs> where you're like, I'm saying this is it. This is so good. Mm, great question. So yeah, with astrology, I mean, astrocartography, everything comes back really to your personal astrology map, your birth chart itself. 
and it's all interactive based off of the energies you experience there and the lessons you're meant to learn in this lifetime from your own astrology and what we know of astrology is that we have a galaxy of planets asteroids uh, luminaries that are the moon and sun so primarily for astrocartography it takes the 12 main planets and that does include the sun and moon as planets and then chiron and the north node and it also takes the four angles of a birth chart so your ac ic mc dc and it's basically like taking 12 times four so we have 48 lines on our map so that means that doesn't just mean 48 places you can visit i i love i can send you like an astrocartography map to leave in the show notes as an example of what this looks like but like yeah. again going back to those longitude and latitude lines so the implication is that when you're near a line whether you're like in a city that's directly under where that energy would be or i've heard within like a hundred to a 500 mile radius outside of those lines you feel the impact of that energy and we know from astrology that some planets are seen as benefic some are seen as malefic with astrocartography it goes a step deeper into hellenistic astrology and looks at um i mean wow there's so much it, it looks at like if you have a daytime chart versus a nighttime chart yeah. if you if you're born during the daytime your benefic planet i believe your benefic planet is jupiter and your malefic planet is mars but if you're born during the nighttime benefic is venus malefic is saturn okay. so that's one thing that's a very specific thing if people are familiar with those types of chart situations your malefic planet is going to be one that you will likely have challenges with outside of that because that's specific planets you might encounter lines you could visit move to pass through because i've been on road trips passing through a certain I, energy and it fucked me up you know yeah so whatever interaction you have with that location with that line um it goes back to the planets we know might give us challenges mars saturn sometimes the moon um pluto thing things like that where it's like there's big shakeups, there's big transformations. sometimes uranus or neptune can be like that for certain people too so the first thing i'd say is to look at your birth chart what planets do you personally struggle with because maybe don't stay on that line too long but yeah different <laughs> go in to see like what messages can i get about this energy what am i not seeing what lessons like I'm telling you what, if you're looking to learn lessons or like understand an energy, you will be fast passed, fast tracked to get those lessons and experiences by going to align. I love that. That's so potent. And I'm thinking about our road trip last year and, you know, driving across Canada, which we're going to do again in two weeks. Um, and how many points I hit and I was watching, you know, this whole experience unfold and, you know, for everyone listening most of you know, my husband and I separated during that journey. We came back together in December. So it was like this like five month, like hell scape we were in. But as we drove across, you know, we hit close to my Uranus line and shit just imploded. Like it was like, that was our first point we got close to. And it was just like, and I was like, okay. And then we got closer to I feel like it was my Neptune line and, you know, things were very unclear. And then I remember getting into Northern Ontario and we were 
staying around my Chiron line. And it was one of like the, the hardest peak moments. And there were so many tears. There was so, and I was watching this being like, I'm feeling all of these mm -hmm. activations happen as I'm driving across and like the processing I'm going through in this month long journey is feeling like this. Like when we got to that Chiron line, I remember just being like, just like defeated. I was just like, I'm so empty, but I like had to go through all of those lessons. Then when we got back here, you know, um, there was more processing that had to happen. Of course, moon line stuff. Um, I think it's my IC line too. So there's a lot of like root here. Uh, but I just remember watching this and being like, Oh my God, each point was such an activation as I went across. It'll be interesting to see how that reactivates as I go back across and see what, what feelings sort of, um, bubble up during that. It's like your own little retrograde journey of like going back over those lines to see what you've integrated maybe. Wow. And you know what? That just clicked so many things. The next uh, Mercury retrograde that's happening in two weeks mm -hmm. is starting on my sun degree. So at oh. 21 degree Virgo, it stations back direct on my Mercury, Ceres, part of fortune, Venus connection around like nine degrees, eight degrees. And then it stations direct on my birthday. And I was like, what is this magic? So now that you're saying that, I'm like, oh my God. And we're going to be driving through the portal of Mercury retrograde. So I'm literally retrograding back to find what I missed. I just got like head sparkles, full body tingles. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's so funny. I've been like sitting here thinking about this Mercury portal. I'm like, obviously this is for me. Like, I know it's not for me, for, but this one's for me. Okay, guys. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to have to just be in this so deeply. Hmm. Wow. That's awesome. I'm so excited to hear. Like, I, I love that you're back on Instagram because I'm so excited to hear about like what shifts you notice and like, uh, it's it was really cool being able to follow you and witness your story as it's like blossoming with your husband because I don't think a lot of people are so openly or willingly like vulnerable with like with the I the uglier nastier harder sides of life where like I'm sure you didn't necessarily want to be going online to talk about like my husband and I might be separating but like you <laughs> did so with such grace and such integrity i'm like is it weird to say i'm proud like it's really cool no. to be able to witness your journey and i'm so grateful that like you have shared that no it's you know what it's funny when i say like i'm so proud of you i'm like is that okay to say because i am <laughs> <laughs> no no am i received I that right I am i allowed to be proud of you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and I received that because, and I think it is, you know, my moon conjunct my MC Jupiter South node. I'm like, I, I'm like, literally my heart is on my sleeve. Um, mm. but I feel like I have to show that grit and that shit because so many people were like, man, I'm in this with you. Like my marriage is falling apart. I don't know if I'm going to stay. I like, and, um, and they, they felt safe to finally admit that. And I felt like, more and more that, that I shared, the more I was helping my community share their story. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you for seeing that. Thank you for, you know, sharing that because it helps me know, you know, my, my shit does actually <laughs> assist a little bit. And um, it is, you know, part of my work. So that really, I just, I received that with a lot of love. So, so much love. Okay. Um, so when we're, we're diving into this, what would you say 
is like, because everyone now I know is going to be listening to this podcast and they're going to go to astro.com or whatever. And they're going to look up their astro cartography and they're going to have a conniption because they're going to be like, what the hell is this madness? Um, (laughs) And I will flat out say my humble suggestion is book a chart reading with Ali, because you're going to look at this and be like, I don't understand. Yeah, It's, it's madness. But when they're kind of diving into this, where is a place they can kind of start piquing their interests because I know their brains are going to explode without Mm -hmm. overwhelming themselves? Yes. My recommendation for that would be either go back, think of like vacations you've been on, trips you've taken, or even places you've lived that really resonated with you or, and that can be like a positive or a negative experience. Excuse me. And then from there, if that's not, if you're like, I haven't really gone anywhere. I've only lived in one place. Okay. Where would you like to travel? What would you like to see? Where do you feel called to visit someday? I don't even care if it's Hawaii. I've got lines through Hawaii and man, I can't wait to go there, you know? Yeah. So start with that. And then, yes, I would just recommend a reading because (laughs) it definitely is easier. That's not even me just like shameless plugging it. It's like, it really is easier if you have a reading. Yeah. Like I'm an astrologer and I'm like, I don't know what you're showing me. I, I can, yeah. I can get the baseline of like, okay, this line, well, I understand the energy, but like, guys, I'm a full on astrologer and I need help. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody's got their strengths. Everybody's got their thing. So thinking about like where you've been or where you'd like to go, there's a reason you've been where you've been. And there's a reason you have a desire to go where you are being led it is not a coincidence it is astrology it is cosmic it is a million and one things that we don't even understand but it's real and it's there because the energy is there so that being said say i'll use hawaii again as an as the example say you're like man i'd really like to go to hawaii go to astro.com or go to your reading with with me with an astro cartography reader and have them look up that location on, yes, astro.com has under their charts and I think it's charts and connections is where you go. And then they have like special charts and then astro world map in color is maybe the easiest unless you're like, Hawaii, that's in the US of A. I'll go to that map. Pull that up and see if and what line is directly over that location. Because looking at one line, it's it's like looking at one planet. When you start with just one, like getting real good in deep, understanding the importance, the relevance of its energies, that'll help you expand into understanding the rest of them. So again, for me, I've got a line running through Hawaii. When I pull that up, I see it's a moon line. Mm-hmm. I would recommend start researching what the moon means in general for astrology which if you listen to vika or me you probably know like it's nurturing it's connection it's it's family so what i would be experiencing there is energy pertaining to that the next thing you'd want to look at would be okay what is my moon sign in my birth chart like what's the ruler of that i have an aries moon so likely when i'm there i'm going to have aries themes coming into play too And then the other thing you want to analyze with a line 
is looking at what angle it's a part of. So for me, for Hawaii, I'm pretty sure I have an MC angle. So it's the moon MC line, which means if I were to go there, what does the MC line mean? It has to do with career. It has to do with your reputation. So I would see transformation or lessons or awakening surrounding my emotional relationship to my career when I'm in Hawaii. That's one way that that could be interpreted. So starting there and just really like walking yourself back through it slowly is sometimes the easiest thing of like, once you know what it represents, you can then ask yourself like, well, what does that mean to me? What about that makes me feel pulled to be there? I know for me personally with Hawaii, like I feel, I feel like I don't know. I know a lot of people throw around past lives too easily. I was going to go there next. So please, that was my next question. Take us in. (laughs) Like maybe I did have some past life connection there. The moon can be related to our past lives. So maybe I'm drawn to it because of that. Maybe there is something like healing related to my career that I will experience there. Looking at the angles is really important to understand like how that energy will display itself when you're in a place because if it's if you're on an ascendant line you're going to see that you feel like the energy you are an embodiment like if you're on a moon ic line it would be an indication that you are embodying those emotions people around you look at you and see you as nurturing or you know maybe fiery if you've got an aries moon you know (laughs) If you've got a and IC line, you're going to see themes surrounding like that could show up through like family that you meet, people that you meet, emotional experiences there. MC lines, you're going to see that play out in your career. Again, general your general reputation, maybe like taking on more external responsibilities. And then DC lines, you're going to see that energy plays out in relationships key example there i lived in los angeles for a period of time and i didn't know it before i moved there wish i did i have a pluto dc line straight through hollywood okay zero out of zero out of ten do not recommend (laughs) no that's like if you want to transform and disintegrate that's where you go and that is what happened to me there i became a I became a sad little puddle, honestly, and it was because of the most tumultuous relationship I have ever been in in my entire life. I saw that Plutonian energy play out and really like we we talk about low and high octaves, the low octaves of it, like somebody who was unevolved, not not very mature. And I wasn't either. I was 19 and 20 when I was there. So I got to see firsthand Pluto energy play out through a romantic partner. Thanks, Descendant Line. <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously. And that's so intense. And like, okay, I love that you're saying this. I love that you're linking how it can impact just even relationships, you, your career. Like, um, and, you know, I've heard a lot of people question, uh, should I move to a certain line? Should I like, you know, I, oh, I see this line is my North Node uh, MC line. Like, should I move there so that I can um, have, you know, the activation of, living on whatever those good energies quote unquote Mm -hmm. but like I want to like throw in that um maybe we follow the nudges because we have to transform rather than making these heady decisions as to oh that line looks good on paper but Mm -hmm. your soul has no resonance to move there at all so why would we follow that just because of 
you know, the paper says that that could be a good one. You could go there and visit and it could activate you and maybe you find something there. Uh, but I like the idea of trusting our intuition as to where we're called. So when you were speaking at the past life thing, that's like, obviously I'm obsessed. And so when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about how, and I know you're going to resonate with this because you sort of alluded to it with the Hawaii thing there, how there are these places that our souls just are obsessed with, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has their places. So for me, when I was really, really young, it started with Egypt and Mesopotamia. I didn't even know what the hell Mesopotamia was, but I like, you know, I had that remembrance Mm -hmm. and then it grew. It was Egypt, Mesopotamia, Greece. And then by the time I hit, I think, um, grade five, where I had this Russia activation. Um, there was a point in my life where like, all I talked about was Russia. I was fully obsessed. Like it was just Russia, Russia, Russia. It's a certain time period, certain people. I know who I was. I know all of it, but I, I didn't back then. And I was so obsessed. I'm still obsessed mm. uh, with the energy of Russia, right. And Greece and Egypt and Mesopotamia, but Russia is like my biggest one that has like, not, I can't get out of it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, so when we're looking at our astral cartography is there a way like where you can kind of look to these areas and see what activation point is there and it might allude to those past life points or maybe what happened there I don't know if that question makes sense but it it does okay (laughs) yeah no especially if you're looking at something like a north or like you don't really see south node lines but when you're working with the north or south node you are naturally working with its opposite so specifically with south or south lives (laughs) past lives they're south lives i guess yeah (laughs) we're growing out of them i'd say look to something like a north node line and i'm i'd be curious to know if those places that resonate for you in terms of that like karmic connection are on either like a north node line a pluto line one of those lines where it is that like deep soul learning transformation connection north node line specifically with like what we're growing into and moving out of in this lifetime fascinating so you can kind of find little like glimpses as to why are we so called to certain places what what it's almost like we'll never know unless we go into past life regressions which i'm doing more and more of right now mm-hmm. um but you know looking at the map might give us little inklings of oh wow there's actually something very important there like for you you have that hawaii like moon 100 percent. yes right? the moon lines as well i actually have that connection um i have like a moon connection with egypt i've got a moon line through there too and i think it's an ic line so i have big dreams of traveling there myself and i have a feeling that i'm gonna meet some like soul family when i get there you know what i mean yeah like those things too like moving to moon lines because you're doing it you can do inner child healing work there you're really getting into like deep cognitive um uh like there can be mental health things that unfold and open up for you too and at least for me personally i've discovered a lot of past life and karmic information by doing that work And that resonates deeply being on my moon line for the last year and the amount of inner child work I've done, Mm -hmm. even like the energy of when we started our trip, I had like my spirit baby come through and she was just like, hi. And I was like, no, no, we're not doing this. And she was like, oh, (laughs) we're doing this. And I was like, I never wanted kids. I never wanted any of this. 
And she, you know, has been so loud being here on my moonline. Like, I'm like, oh my God, like her name has come through. Everything has come through. I know her personality, her birth chart comes through in my dreams. And I'm like reading it in my dreams. It's crazy. And Mm -hmm. being on my moonline, I'm like the amount of work I've had to do over the last year to clear karma around my fears of having a child, why I'm afraid of that. Um, even the idea of like me as I, I always thought I'd be a really crappy mother. And like the last year has shown me, I wouldn't be at all. I'd be a wonderful mother. And I'm like, why did I think that for so long? Right. Um, and all these stories that the last year I've done like this, I didn't intend to do it, but this deep dive into clearing even stuff with me and my mom. And it's just been wild, like being on my moonline and that, that stuff was like the whole last year was almost like I had to put work aside, um, in the way I was doing it before I got back here and be like, Hey, like we're actually doing soul healing here. Sorry about your luck. And I was like, yeah, so uncomfortable, (laughs) but it's that moonline. You're right. And I love what you brought up about in the intuition of like where you're going because I mean I don't know if you resonate with this or not but like the whole of our lives is is trying to reveal to us what what our knowing is what we were in a past life like we I I think we are sub we always subconsciously remember and we are always like working in this life to like whether we know it or not to grow from that to like grow in who we are now and yeah, like with with the Pluto line I spoke of for California. Again, I wasn't into astrology before I went there. That's actually that's actually where my my Harry Potter closet catching on <laughs> with my hands because I'm a Gemini and I talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> going um going to that line, like that line is also where my roommate showed astrology to me. Like uh, like that, and I just got chills again. Like so, while I had tumultuous and awful experiences there that I might have on paper been able to see the growth that I went through there and like what I what I experienced there and have learned since I would not be the woman I am today if I had not gone there and lived there and I would not be as strong and capable as I am now or familiar with any of this esoteric work so all that to be said your intuition yeah, like listening to that is a way to connect with like past lives and soul energy. And even if you're not going to like a North Node line, you're going to uncover what you're meant to uncover there. And I do believe that that is connected to karmic lessons. Does that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent. And it makes me think a lot about, um, I think people, certain people, Um, and no hate on this, but certain people will grasp to astrology to save them or protect them from the hard shit in life. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, if I constantly check the reading or the transits, I can avoid things, right? Oh, oh, I won't book things on that day. And I totally get it. You know, Mercury retrograde. I booked my move guys the day before Mercury station (laughs) retrograde, you know, like it's fine. It's going to be fine. You just take your 
you know, I've been over preparing a little bit just because I'm like ready. But, you know, there's some people who are like, I want to over plan everything based on the transits. I won't book things this day. I won't do this this day. I won't exist because we're in six retrogrades right now Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then you'll have people, you know, it's a fear, it's a fear mechanism, right? To try and protect yourself to say, oh, well, I'll never go to my Pluto line because I know that's going to be a tumultuous situation. But if your soul you know, wants to do its healing work, your Pluto line's going to friggin' do that for you. So I'm just thinking like, there is a way to approach this and not be afraid of the energy that is going to present itself there. If you're called to go somewhere that is quote unquote negative or, (laughs) you know, malefic, what if that is the only way, like with your story to break through a certain karmic lesson that you never would have made it through, or it would have taken a hell of a lot longer because you avoided that energy because you were afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The lessons I got from that relationship in California, again, while it was like the worst relationship I've been in, it taught me to see value in myself. So descendant line relationships, like one-on-one, how we also like connect back to ourselves. Like maybe I would have gotten that if I had known and traveled to like a Venus line instead, because <laughs> Venus relationships, who knows? But like, I, I am a person and this like shows up in my chart. Like I do have a lot of big lessons to learn in this life and a lot of deep, dark lessons and learning how to work with light and dark energy. And again, to be the woman I am now, I think that that was entirely necessary. And it's one of those things that like makes me feel like everything's happening in divine timing. Like it's all, all as it's meant to be. Agreed. Yeah. So I think the message to leave like that little statement off with is don't avoid places just because Mm -hmm it may look like a heavy energy. If you go into your chart, like I know everybody's going to, you're like, Oh no, like I am, I'm really called to go to Scotland, but that's where my Pluto line is. Like don't avoid it just because of that is what I'll sort of lead on. And I'll also plug in there. Like what can we, and the listeners, like what can our people, um, kind of look for to, if they want to activate things in their life, what could be a couple things they could look in the chart and be like, Oof, I want to turn this on to maybe I'll travel to this line. What could be a couple good ones? Mm. So, hmm. first thing that actually came to mind, like with the activation, because yes, just traveling to a place, you are going to get themes, lessons, lessons and blessings, as I like to say, (laughs) from that place. Like it's just, it's going to show up. And again, looking at the angles, like what angle are you on might give you an indication of like how you will most clearly see that energy playing out. But the other thing is when it comes to activation, like if you want to work with a certain planet, if you're trying to like say you want to flesh out your relationship with Mars, Yes, you could travel to that line, but maybe you don't have the money. Maybe you don't have the time. Maybe it's not like not right now, you know, totally. You can research that location and even just like creating like a collage board with photos of like, um, like what's that, uh, not a bucket list, but like a board with, um, like a vision board, vision board. You can like vision board it and come to your vision board and like, I don't know if you work with spirit guides, pray to like be brought into the awareness or have that energy revealed to you, like collect little trinkets or read books about that location and like 
that in and of itself can also awaken the energy of that place and therefore the energy of the planet within you if you're trying to do work in that way. Mm, Oh my God. I love this. I'm just thinking about uh, the period in my life where I became like extra obsessed with Russia and like Mm -hmm. I had the the money to buy my own books. And like um, it was right after it was grade 12 and then right into university where I was just like, okay, I'm going to take all the Russian history courses. And I'm going to like, you know, I was so obsessed and I'm thinking about how much I surrounded myself with. I bought like all, like I had Russian flags. I wore a little bracelet that said Russia. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm just thinking about, you know, yeah, I couldn't go there. I was, you know, 18 years old um and you actually need an invitation to get to Russia like it's a whole situation right um I don't even think you can go right now but I remember just like surrounding myself with everything about and that particular time period that I'm obsessed with too which is um the time of the last Tsar of Russia. And I just remember surrounding myself with it. And you're right. Like I was totally in the frequency and all the activations. And, um, I started learning Russian at that period too, with a tutor. And she was always astounded by my level of, uh, she's like, it's like, you're remembering the language. She's like, it's not like I'm teaching you. It's like, you're remembering the language and how quick I was learning it. And she was like, like with the the alphabet, she's like, you didn't even need to memorize this. This is so interesting. And the Mm -hmm. sounds they say in the alphabet are different than, you know, the phonetics. And she was like, like baffled at the way my mouth could make the sounds. And Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like, it's amazing to, to think about creating this vision board and surrounding yourself with the energy because it is all just frequency, right? You're right. You don't have to physically go there if you can. Great. Uh, but just calling in the frequency, it's like, okay, if you can't go to, um, get the actual physical frequency of a flower, you could tap into the flower or you can get the essential oil or, you know what I mean? You can get a version of it and bring that frequency into your life to activate the energy. Mm-hmm. It's like when you, I don't know why this is the example that came to mind, but it's like when you've got a craving for like a, a, a cake from your favorite restaurant and like they only make that cake and it's so good, but like they're not open on your birthday or something. So your partner or your mom like bakes the cake and they like, they get it as close as possible. So you have the essence of the thing without actually having to go do the thing. (laughs) Yes. You get like a frequency activation of it. I love that so much because, um, you're right. Like we all don't have the money to pick up and go to Russia, uh, or wherever your place is, but you can sit down. And I talk about this a lot with like talking to the planets, right? Like I, I tell my people all the time, like talk to the planets, sit with them, meditate on them, speak to them, ask them for guidance. So this is sort of a way of doing that through a place that has a frequency for you, where you're just like, like, Hey, uh, there's something about you that is truly activating me. Like, can you show me the way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's potent. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what would you leave us off with today about astral cartography's magic or, you know, what's coming through as like something the people need to know as their Mm. like final thing today? Mm, Let's see. I'd say the final thing, and it's something we already touched on, but like, trust your intuition that if you, if you want to go somewhere, like you're meant to go there. And even if it seems like, oh, this energy might be scary again, like there's probably, there's purpose, there's purpose in all things. Like the, uh, the birth chart is a wheel because we are meant to encompass and include all of that in our lives. So 
again, like the avoidance of a place, like Algiva, for instance, I, I have been called to do ayahuasca. I don't know when it's going to happen. She's screaming at me. <laughs> I hear it, when the call comes, you can't ignore it. I can't like, I want to cry, like, because it's like, I just can't get away from it. Mm. Um, but like, I, I thought I've researched so many different places of where this might happen of safe of safe locations of indigenous locations where you can like really honor the plant in the sacred space it's meant to be consumed in mm -hmm. and i keep getting called back to peru when i look at peru on my map it's right next to a saturn line like it's right there <laughs> but you know what it's because it's supposed to it's because i'm supposed to go and i'm going like i'm going to be a different version of myself after i get done there which would be the same to, you could say the same thing for a sunline i lived in miami for a period of time right under a sunline for me it was amazing it brought out the light in me it brought out the joy and the happiness all of those things needed to be pulled out at that time too but like to each, like to all things, their own time. And again, like really, like really, like what I see a lot on Instagram and social media and like in these, like in this podcasting realm is that people are like, how do I get in touch with my intuition? How do I? It's so this is less of like a comment on astrocartography and more of a comment on intuition in a way you're not going to strengthen your intuition by ignoring that call. I'm called to Peru. I'm going there. I'm going to be there, whether it's a Saturn line or not. Like, yep. and that's how my intuition's going to grow. Mm, that resonates deeply. It was like coming back to Ontario. I didn't know why I was like, fuck, why am I going back to Ontario? Like, yeah. but, and, and it was a, it, everything in me was like, you have to go, but like, I don't want to go. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> trusting that you're like, there's something there that has to happen, that has to activate, that needs to come through you. I think that's so potent, especially with Saturn, right? People are like, I have a friend right now. She's going to live on her Saturn line for the next six months. And she's like, shit. And she's in her, uh, she just finished her Saturn return. So she's like, oh, Saturn has more lessons for me. And I'm like, yes, Saturn has more lessons for you. Like, <laughs> right. So it's like, oh, just knowing that you are being divinely guided and the lessons you find are yours. Mm hmm. Yeah, mm, I love that. I yeah. think that's really, really potent to leave everyone off with. So everyone listening, you're going to trust your intuition. You're not going to doubt yourself when you look at your astral photography and all of a sudden it's a Pluto line and you're like, shit, you're there for a reason or you're being called there for a reason. So in saying that, how can people find you? Where can they book with you? Because now I know a bunch of people are going to be like, um, hello, Ali, I need your help. And <laughs> um, yeah, share where they can connect with you to start getting into this juicy work. Yeah. So my name's Ali. You can find me on social media. I am primarily on Instagram. My astrology Instagram is at alstrologyreports. So A-L astrology. And I also have a TikTok. You can follow along there, a YouTube page where my podcast episodes get uploaded. If you're not on Spotify, Apple, a million other podcasting platforms, <laughs> listen to Mystic and Holistic. And then beyond that, I have my website, astrologyreports.com, which is where if you go to scheduling, you can book a reading with me. I've got birth chart readings. I have astrocartography. And then if you are just like, if you've already had a birth chart reading, if you've already had a astro cartography reading or if you're like i haven't had neither and i don't know what i'm doing i have astro coaching to help guide you to what would be the next best step brilliant so you can kind of get a little bit deeper in those containers too with you 
Yep. Mm, I love that so much. And I'm so excited for everyone to discover your work and your podcast because your podcast is really, really good and you bring on some really cool people. So I'm excited for everyone to discover you and your people and your work uh, because what you're doing is I think really important in the world and your voice is just such a gift. So like, thank you for sharing and showing up and, you know, exposing us to this next layer of what I'm going to call madness because it is just, it's madness, but in the best way. Yep. Yeah. Since I started studying astrology, my world has, it's, it's broken open in the most beautiful way. And I know myself on an even deeper level. And yeah, astrocartography has definitely been a gem in that too. So thank you for giving me the ability to share this information today and for having me on the show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we might have to do like episode two after the move to see like <laughs> what was that retrograde maybe you can kind of like go through my chart or something I don't know we'll show yeah. people how this can look they'll just retrograde back through it and like look at the lessons I don't know and show everyone what happened yeah I would be so down for that that sounds really cool Hit me okay, up. maybe we're gonna have to do it I think and and we'll just show people an even deeper layer of what can be discovered based on this magical work that is right like you said it's such a niche but um I think it needs to be talked about Mm -hmm. absolutely okay for everyone go follow I will link all of Ali's magical places to find her in the show notes I will link how did I will link you directly to the astral cartography readings because I feel like everyone's going to be clicking on that one Mm -hmm. and just so you guys have all that it's going to be there for you and just thank you again for your magic and your work and just thank you thank you thank you